Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, everybody. Counting down to episode 200. Welcome to episode 198. Um, like we said before, the past couple weeks, hit up the voicemail line, 267-991-0156. They've been coming in. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to sit through for our Power Hour in episode 200. Uh, I have not vetted anything, so... I, I'm laughing because I haven't vetted anything, but I did receive the notifications. Oh, I've seen the notifications. And I've seen 11 or 12 voicemails back-to-back by the same number one night. So. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's going to be... I'm it is, I'm sure it'll be interesting. It's going to be quite the day. But, yes, uh, also, if you're new to the show, please check us out on iTunes and Spotify as well, or YouTube, wherever you're listening to this. Leave a five-star review. We'll leave, read any uh, comment and any five-star review that you leave for us. So definitely check out the links below. All that good bullshit. Bri, how you holding up? Well, Jim, like any Philly sports fan, or to my surprise, any fan that's not a Chiefs fan, uh, we watched a, a highway robbery yesterday. And the Eagles, you will get it out real quick. RD completely fell apart in the second half. No one, everyone knows that. That's that's undeniable. The only reason we were in that game was Jalen Hurts. He carried that literally Put on his back. Put the team on his back. 417 yards from him alone. He, and a yeah. completely unnecessary fumble that led to a touchdown. But that, yes, that, that 417 fumble, yards. That hurt. We were in a very desperate spot. We had to go for two. We get it. Okay. And then, with less than a couple minutes left, Kansas City, they do their drive. Their best team out there for a reason. But on a third and long, the most bullshitty of calls, whether it was justified or not, the fact is, the fact that they actually called it knowing what it would do, which is rob the Eagles of any potential chance to do a play, is the most fucked up thing. And I actually have such a big respect for Greg Olson now, who was calling that the whole time. He's like, that is absolutely ridiculous. I think his, his like, uh, his, um, what do you call it? Actual line was like, I'm sure the Chiefs fans are pissed at me right now. And I'm sure the Eagles yeah. fans are screaming at their TV, but that's insane, basically. Yeah. And, and there was another broadcaster who actually, like, cursed about how ridiculous. He's like, on the biggest stage in the world, you do this shit? He's Michael like, Barkhead dropping the bullshits on live on local <clears throat> access uh, cable, Comcast, I mean, Sportsnet. Here's the deal: we very well could have still lost. It absolutely, of course, we could have. They would have done. They were still would have got the field goal, shaved some time, but we would have had at least 30, 40 seconds maybe to work with something. At, you know, oh no, after the field goal, we would have had like at least a minute and a half. Yeah, but I'm saying like even if they shaved whatever they did, we would have had a chance. And that's the shittiest thing because I have all the faith in the world in our offense and Jalen, but he still could have messed up and we still could have lost. And at least if we would have lost, there'd be no asterisks, no controversy. It took a game that was nail biting as shit and frustrating as hell for a Philly fan. And now there's always going to be this sour taste because it's like, well, we don't know what really would have happened if there wasn't that bullshit call. So that's the shittiest part of it. Yeah, like, the penalty, it, it isn't why we lost, but it was the nail in the coffin. That's what it was. Well, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's a thing where it's like, at that point, like, they weren't calling that shit all game. Dude. And I know Jason Bradbury came out and he was like, yeah, I called him, but that's called being a cornerback. Every single yeah. one does that. And it didn't impede the, you know, the route of the receiver at all. Uh, it was still overthrown, too. So it's not like he even had a play on it. So it was and just it a did, Yeah, like, they, they weren't calling shit. And if somebody put that together a compilation, one of the other reasons why we did, the team leading sacks in the friggin' NFL didn't get any, they showed three times blocking in the back, stopping our friggin' O-line or D-line from getting in there. That was never called. Well, you know what? Like, the, the calls and shit like that, it goes both ways. It always evens out in the end, even though we had that horrific one at the very end. So, that's fine. I'd rather less calls than more calls. I don't want the fucking refs to be the no, ones determining exactly. the game. But, that, but my thing is, there there comes a point. <clears throat> the game, the calls throughout the game, I think there were a lot of bullshit. Like, that random, I've never heard, put more time on the clock because they need time to sub. Like, Yeah, where did this sub rule come from? Out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere. Fucking out of nowhere, but <clears throat> put that or, or when they intentionally, like, stopped the clock and made them redo it so they could give Andy time to fucking challenge that one reception and shit like that. that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that was such a bullshitty thing where I go, I can put all that aside. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to point to one thing during the game. But you end the game with a call that you that easily, that guy was not getting there anyway. He We were not literally stopping him from doing anything. It was a hand on the jersey that was off in a microsecond. And the fact of the matter is, they friggin' knew that call would end any chance we had. And it yeah. did. Like like, like we said, yeah, we probably would have lost. You know, we very well still could have lost. So that is not the only reason we lost. I, yeah, I'm not saying that at all. But it's undeniable we got fucked from even getting a chance. And if there's anything I think our team has proven... We're pretty damn good in a pickle with a little bit of a chance. And we couldn't get it because they got to protect our golden boy. And I, I, by the way, Mahomes, talented as shit. I'll never he, he's not the best say quarterback that. in the league. He's the, currently the best quarterback but, in the league. But what a fucking bitch. The way he pointed it out, and he's just whiny. His family sucks. His brother's a corny as shit. His wife is terrible. I don't like him. I don't like him. Jesus. And I'm not even the internet guy, and I know about that, Jim. So if you don't know about that stuff. No, I actually don't know a lot about his family and shit like that. Oh, okay. So here's the deal. Yeah, he's talented. I'll never take it away. But, man, <clears throat> him pointing is what had the ref call the flag. He pointed. They, then they, the ref, all, they all do that. And they got to protect their, their golden investment. That's all I'm going to say. They protected the shit out of them all season. And they did it again tonight. Well, yeah. He is the golden boy, but I mean, I think the biggest heartbreak for me is that fat fucking fraud of a fucking head coach, Andy Reid, got a um, goddamn Super Bowl against us. I don't, you know what, he, he is his Hall of Fame coach, no denying that, he's got all the stats in the world, but that fat fucking fraud has two goddamn Super Bowls now, now, because he's, he outcoached us, he goddamn outcoached us. Our shithead defensive coordinator never changed a goddamn thing, and he let Andy fucking Reid outcoach him. Andy Reid, 1-5 in five with the Eagles in NFC Championship games. Captain mismanagement and never stepping up in a big game fucking ran circles around our defensive coordinator. Un-be-fucking-leavable. I mean, made him look I, like I, you a know goddamn I'm not, genius. I'm not even willing to give it to him. I, I think Mahomes, Kelsey, and their goddamn O-line were just unbeatable. I, like I said, well, I we never blitz. How do you, like, well, yeah, I know that was ridiculous. Like, 
yeah, our defensive call playing was terrible, but our defense in general, and I'm not even going to go down the line that, like, I noticed from the first couple plays, like, why are guys slipping all the time? And they had to, like, that I don't care everyone. about that. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, like, our defense, they dropped the ball. Like, they – they are the reason we lost. Like our offense was not the issue. Yeah, nope. even with even with Jalen's fumble, you know what? He made it up the very next time he got the ball. So he didn't like, let him shake him. Yep. So it's one of those deals where I have so much more respect for him. Like I already love him, but I have such a different level. And yeah, our defense, it sucks because our defense looked like our strongest part of our team leading up to this. And now it's like Well, that happened. So yeah, so like any Phillies fan, it's funny. I there's not a single person that isn't a Chiefs fan that doesn't think that was complete horseshit. Yeah, I mean, like the, <clears throat> for the most part, like the second it happened, the entire timeline, everyone, ton of, I saw so many tweets that were like, "I hate Philadelphia," but that was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no, they're like, we still hate you guys, but yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty bad. And yeah, they laughed at us after and everything like that, which you know, sports fine. Oh, but, I don't, yeah, yeah, even at that, but it's just like, God damn it. And I love, like, how corny people are, like, before that, like, whether Philly wins or losing on Burnout City. It's like, no, we're not those assholes. We don't riot and do that shit. There were a couple hundred people who were going to be leaving Center City bars anyway. And, like, but, like, nothing got destroyed. It wasn't like when fucking Toronto or Vancouver, whoever was, lost in the Stanley Cup and they burnt their city down. So, yeah, it wasn't like yeah. that. Yeah, and there's been other sports towns, I think somewhere in Texas, back in the day, like, did the same thing. Like, no. You know what? It's like, it's so corny at this point, the stigma of the Philly sports fan, where I'm like, you got to get over it. Like, just get over it. We're not the same. We're just actually caring about our sports team, unlike most cities. Ah, so, yep. Yeah, Old it just sucks. Dog, Jimmy. Fuck. God, I'm so fucking bitter about Andy Reid. God, I fucking hate Andy Reid. That fucking, that no, oh God. You know, fuck Jeffrey Lurie too for fucking 10 years letting him be the GM too, drafting mm-hmm. us into the goddamn pits. Look what happens when you have a real GM with Andy and look what the fuck happens. Yeah. Gives it, him actual talent that he can work with. <clears throat> it sucks, Jim. It really sucks. All in all, like the Super Bowl, it was three lost championships within four months. But this is the one that matters the most, in my opinion. Well, I mean, the un- the union fucking <laughs> like I obviously don't care about soccer, but I did. I was watching that game at a party that I was at, and like I didn't even know you could be down a man in soccer, but like we were just... up a man with like a minute and a half left in extra time. All we had to do was just just keep kicking it away, and they couldn't just, hold out, and they lost it in sh- in the fucking survive. kicks. And yeah. then the Philly the Phillies weren't the better team, so that was fine. That was a magical run, but that was yeah. fine. But I think like that heartbreak like kind of prepped me for this one. I'm just like. Yeah, okay. Of course. It's back to typical Philly fandom. Yep. It sucks. It's, it's, <clears throat> and there's, I mean, a we're not, we're not Detroit. At least we get there. At least we have winning seasons, but we're, <laughs> well, I we're, mean, we're the ultimate, the we're the ultimate blue ball. We're the ultimate blue ball city. We're good enough <clears throat> to get there a lot, but we never fucking win. I also found it odd, like, they knew Mahomes was the MVP before the game. Started. I, well, yeah, they already called it for the season. But, but, but no. yeah, but like, it's like, when they showed the stats were identical and all this other shit, it's like, I, I don't know. Like I said, I just have a bad taste in my mouth now because of his little bitch play. So, I, like I said, I can't like him. He's not going to be Tom Terrific anytime. Uh, they're they're going to be pushing for it. That's what they want. So That's what they want. He won't do it. 
don't but, know. but he, here's he, the deal. He's young as shit, like, and he's talented as hell. Like, he is the best quarterback in the league right now. Let me so. ask you this, though. So, the game itself, obviously, because I have full bias, I'm going to say it was one of the better games just because of how nail-biting it was back and forth. No, it was a great game, but it's the worst Super Bowl of all time because fat fuck Andy <laughs> Reid kept the Eagles out of a goddamn another Super Bowl win. That motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I will never not be bitter about that. But, yeah, so... Any, if you have any Philly sports fans f- that are friends, um, send them some beer or a hoagie. They need it this week. That's all I'm going to say. But, Jim, let me ask you this. See, it's funny at this point. I know, like, most of the nation watches it for reasons other than the actual game. I found maybe one commercial kind of funny. And oh, I yeah, want they, you to oh. guess which one I think I found funny. Uh, I will say it the was The Blue Moon very- one? No, that, that one wasn't bad. I actually was like, okay, I'd like the twist there. Thinking back to the topic of the podcast, that was a yeah. nice, that was a good commercial. That that was good. I was a little, even though Blue Moon is made by. That's on the Coors. Yeah. So is it Coors? Oh, it is Coors. That's right. Yeah. But um, I mean, they're both under the umbrella of Miller Coors. It's not like they're really different companies. That's at what this I point mean. Either. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> For those so who don't it, know. Which is why it made sense. I was like, oh yeah, they can do that because it's all under the same brand. Uh, what did you like? The Tubi one? The Tubi was good because I loved how many people were like actually thought their TVs was were messed up. Yep. Um, the one that was it, it got a laugh out of me just because they really went for the joke was that uh, Dodge Ram EV, where they were making it like an erectile dysfunction thing. But they were oh, like, I missed that one. I didn't see that. Oh, uh, so that it, like they really went like they're like. Are you scared of getting an electric car because you think you can't keep it up for long enough or you can't go the distance or something? And they really, like, leaned into it. And at first I was like, this is kind of corny. But they, like, didn't stop. Like, I like when you really lean into a joke even if it's kind of corny. And I was just like, all right, this one made me kind of laugh. All right, I'll have to check that one out. Everything else was meh. But there was one commercial, Jim, I did want to ask you about. Seeing as you are... I mean, I guess you're probably not as much anymore, but a DC fanboy seeing the Flash commercial. It looks good. So, well, let me ask you this. Not being the internet guy, I know Ezra Miller is a terrible person, but I don't know what he did. Like, I know everyone hates him. I don't I He don't kind know. of, like, abducted a teenage girl or something. I don't know all the things. I'm not one of the... <laughs> yeah, kind of like he, that. He... Uh, okay. And they're still releasing a movie with him. Yeah, that's been a long-going controversy around Ezra Miller. They're like, they're still doing this. They're still releasing it. This is still going. Why are they doing this? So they cut people from movies for, like, tweeting something and canceled movies based on tweets or likes or shit. But well, I mean, they, not- they didn't cancel Shazam 2, but that really cut into the fucking promotion. Oh, I wasn't even talking about that. I'm talking, like, Gina Carano. She, didn't, she got cut from Marvel movies because of, like, stuff she tweeted, right? I don't oh, even yeah, know but she, she tweeted, she, but she went real hard in the paint with her. But I'm saying, I don't care what you say, doesn't compare to if you kidnapped a teenage girl. There's levels to this game, Jim, and when you go to t- kidnapping a teenage girl, that's not no, that's that's too far. That's way too far. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I remember someone being abducted or something. Like As that. I said, I did. I I just knew. I've heard terrible guy. Never looked into it, didn't care, because I was like, I don't really like most DC things. Um, <clears throat> but seeing the commercial, aside from, of course, I nerded out seeing Michael Keaton, like, which is clearly the selling point of the movie. Yeah. Um, 
But goddamn, and I know in the comics, Flash, like, is Flash the reason there is multiverses or they, or like one of the big pieces of it? In he, DC he can comics? be, depending on the story. Yeah, there's like, there's different Flashes across all the multiverse. Well, I mean, DC's mainline timeline is so fucked up right now, it's impossible to keep track of, but. Because I always knew him and like Green Lantern. I always knew those, they had so many different versions of each other. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, but God damn it, man. If it doesn't seem like the timing of, well, Spider-Man just had a movie and brought back old actors and that went over really well. It's like every time Marvel does something, DC goes, how can we bastardize it and just try and cash in as quickly as we can? And instead of establishing Flash in his own movie, in any way let's just jump right to the multiverse piece of it and get well, michael keaton in here yeah i mean this might for all the rumors like this might be the last of the current dc cinematic universe is it as still it concerned is. snyder is he doing it? it i mean snyder didn't do all of them i don't even know if, i think james gunn's doing the flash if i'm remembering is correctly he? i don't know i i think he is i might be wrong i don't keep up with it as much but uh yeah, I mean, this was supposed to be, like, one of the... I mean, this was supposed to be, like, a launching point, but because it's been such a disaster, they're, like, thinking about just scrapping it and redoing it all again. So... God damn it, dude. How many Batman Jokers get it, get things are we going to fucking WB. get? Get it away from WB, for I, fuck's sake. I don't sake. think they can, unfortunately. I mean, here's... They the can. <clears throat> now, strictly because of Michael Keaton, seeing the Batmobile, all that... Right, he said course, a Batman. He did. He sure did. And, <clears throat> Jim, I mean... Aren't they afraid how much he's going to outshine Ben Affleck? I don't think they're that worried about it. I think they're just going to cash their check. And just cash it. Just, just now, let, now, let me ask you, Jim, the thing that worries me. We're we're a little bit we're a little bit older. We have fond memories. Oh, right. Speaking of older. Right. Sorry on. to cut you off real quick. This was the first time watching the Super Bowl that they announced a Hall of Fame class. And I was like, shit, I remember watching 80% of these guys play. I was like, I am officially even older than I thought I we're was. We're old. We're old, Jim. We, There's no doubt about it. But is the sad thing going to be when people watch this movie, most of the generation that's going to watch it are going to say, that's the the vulture from the Spider-Man movies. Or Morbius. Might, well, might, he, might he talk is about his Morbius end. appearance, he, Brian. He, he is in that, too. But, like... It's going to break my heart. They're going to be like, why is this old guy playing Batman? And they'll look it up and whatever, but they don't know. They don't appreciate. We old, Bri. We old. We old. But no, I saw that. <clears throat> I, Wait, I, why I, is I Mr. Bomb in this movie? Maybe that's <laughs> what they'll say. Yeah, that's exactly what they'll say. Beetlejuice. Actually, I think he is. I think they are making Beetlejuice, too. So Are they? Jesus. Yeah. I, I mean, of course. Like, why, why, why wait 35 years or whatever it's been? You know, like. For something that I don't think anyone's really asking for. Even though I love the movie, I love him in it. Don't don't do it. But they're gonna do it. Well, Brian, who's asking for Indiana Jones five with two hundred year old oh Harrison God. Ford? So I saw that and I went, "Come!" I, I thought the Fast and the Furious shit was ridiculous enough, but seeing Indiana Jones, whatever, I'm like, "Come on, man, just stop!" But he <laughs> just he just won't. He won't, Jim. Will he? Nah, I mean, you throw me that much money, fuck it. He doesn't give a shit. He's cashing checks. I wonder if that those last couple actually did any real bank. I mean, I think they did. I didn't see them. I just, you know. I didn't see them either, but yeah. I don't care enough. No, but overall, Super Bowl, uh, Jim, how much did you love the performance? I didn't, I only saw a little bit of it, because that was when I was putting uh, my kid to bed. So, it was my turn. We switch off, so. Yeah. 
I took the turn, and, you know, what I saw, I was like, eh, it's fine, I guess. I'm not a Rihanna fan anyway, so I don't dislike her. I don't like her. She's just, you know, she's there. But, Jim, she was inspired by Super Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers! So many Smash Brothers games! But, Jim, somebody had to get put it some Photoshop to it real quick and think they're so original. I mean, the first one it did, it was original as shit, and then we instantly but saw 10 it, billion copycats. Here's the problem. Anymore, you can never validate who's the original. Oh, no. No, it's impossible. Yeah, all, all in all, though, heartbreaking Super Bowl. One that Philly fans will live in infamy. So, yeah. Just be nice to your Philly fans. They won't, but it's fine. I know. But, Jambers, uh, what are you drinking right now to get over it? And it better not be leftover Coors Light. No, Brian, it is not leftover Coors Light. <laughs> it was actually a beer that I was going to wait to pop open when they won. So, little story time with Jimmy. Sports talk Jimmy's done. Now it's beer story time with Jimmy. So, as we know, my favorite band is Rush. And back in 2021, they actually released mm. a beer. Shut the fuck up. And uh, what's the brewery? Oh, uh, yeah, Fulton Brewing out of Minneapolis. So they collaborated with them, the remaining members, to release a beer. And it was only available in Canada. And I was like, how the fuck do I get this? How do I get this beer? It was, like, impossible. Eventually, like, one random beer distributor in Long Island had it, but I wasn't going up to Long Island to get it. So uh, thanks to local radio station president Steve, they are like, oh, this random distributor in two locations in Eastern PA is getting it. So I was like, I'm going to go fucking get this beer. So I went up there before opening. Uh, I was actually expecting to craft beer nerds at the very least to more show up for it. But yeah, there's like 15 of us out there as the door open. And it's, yeah. So I went and got me the Rush beer. It is the Golden Ale, 5.5% alcohol by volume. And actually, like, when we got there, we're, they had like a whole shitload like lined up on like this one thing. And we're like, he's like, wait, you guys want cases? We're all like, yeah, we want goddamn cases. Like, we're grabbing singles and going to grab a case. So they bring yeah. it out. It's really just like a plain cardboard box. There's like no artwork on it all or anything like that. I was like, leave it to right. the Canadians. Yep, exactly. But yep, got me my Rush beer. So what kind of beer is it? Golden Ale. What percentage? Five and a half. Hmm. Okay. And you know what? It's got for you know just a Golden Ale. It's got a shitload of flavor in the mouthfeel. Like. I mean, not even so much mouthfeel, but, like, it's it's really sitting... I'm trying to... It's way maltier than I was expecting. Hmm. I was just expecting kind of, like, an easier drinker. But this one's, like... It's actually kind of surprisingly heavy. Hmm. Interesting. Doesn't leave... Leaves a little bit of lacing. Doesn't give you a lot of head. Like, anymore, I've learned the art, of course, of just, like, you have to just pour it in and let the head dissipate to get the flavor really... The effervescence. Get it all mixed up and out there. The aromatics, but... Yeah, so even there wasn't even that much head as it was coming out. You mean, Jim, like the slow pour, like I've always done that you hate? Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I just don't want the head. <laughs> that was that was all me for a while, but now now I'm Johnny. Now I'm Johnny Puritan. So S slow slow pour to death. Now, uh, how much was a case of that? Sixty. <sighs> yep. Oh. Oh no. Oh, yeah, I hope that... you're. I hope you're saving some as collectors. Oh, I am. Yeah, I'm gonna give a couple to my you know rush buddies here and there. I'm gonna bring some over so you can try one. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be saving a bunch from you know posterity. Damn, sixty. Well, I, I mean, it's an import. It's extremely limited. It is what it is. Listen, 
I give you shit about Rush, but but you know what? I'm happy for you. That's cool. They released it, and then you were able to get a hold of it because yeah, that would have sucked. It, it sucks that you can't just PA with our goofy ass importing beer laws and this and that. Like we're good about in-state, but still out-of-state shit. We can't just order direct. Yeah. Hopefully they fix that shit. One well, day. that that wasn't even a thing of PA. That was just a thing of them not having it available for shipping yeah. or stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I um I bought a mix pack of the yards. It's their power pack, so it's all like video game theme beers naturally. So I'm go I'm trying out the Doctor Nocturnal Midnight IPA, and I don't get the Doctor Nocturnal part because it kind of reminds me of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where it's like Bebop and Rocksteady, except it's a possum and a raccoon. Yeah, and an maybe like a Baxter the- Stockman is the owl. That's like that. what I'm thinking. So the other ones are a little more obvious, like the ones like a Mega Man ripoff right away, and the other one I think is Gallagher or something. But yeah, this one kind of threw me for a loop. It's 6.66%. <laughs> but it's a Midnight IPA, which just translates to Black IPA, which this is one of the weirder goddamn styles because tastes absolutely nothing like an IPA. It tastes like a black lager. But it's like very malty, almost a little bit of a coffee flavor. So it's like nothing you think of. There's no bitterness, no hoppiness. So how it's an IPA, I don't know. It's a style that I always go, why? But yeah, it's it's fine. I had two of the other beers yesterday while watching the Super Bowl. So I wanted to mix it up with this one. And I think there's one more I didn't try, but... Like I said, it's not. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like a weird one where you go, yeah, I'd never order this. But it's like, okay, I can mark it off again. I had another black IPA. So they were a craze for like an, a little while in 2014. And then very rarely do people do it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever come across one. Yeah, it's a weird, like I said, it's, very, it's like a white stout. It's a weird style. It's like, why do it? But people do you it. You know what? At least they're doing something different. Yeah, trying to be unique. Um, Chambers. I want to get into what we've been playing. And before I ask you what you've been playing, I have a question. Go on. Do you have any intention of actually playing The Last of Us? I do eventually want to play The Last of Us. So don't play okay. ruin the story. I'll, I'll, I do okay, I do so want to play it eventually. No spoilers. <clears throat> Only thing I will say is <clears throat> so I just finished it today, like literally a couple hours ago. I didn't think I was going to finish it, and here I did finish it. Um, I absolutely love the game. I would put it up there as, like, uh, it's it's definitely going to be in my top 20. Let's put it that way. Right. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, and it's one that right from the get-go, I was like, okay, it's, it's good, but it's whatever. The same way I felt about uh, the, the, what's the rat game I told you to play? The uh, Oh, Plague Tale? Yeah, the story is one that it's worth getting into. And I will say the, call it the fake uh, father-daughter relationship that goes on and having a daughter herself, like, it gets you more in the feels. You're like, okay. Ah, Jesus. You get me, you sons of bitches. So yeah, too. Exactly. So that's why I was like, I really think you should give it a try. Now, what's interesting is um, there's a lot of camera. It, it, it has a look and feel that <clears throat> kind of reminds me of uh, the game you hate, Uncharted. Yeah, but, but it's by the it's, same people. Yeah, so they clearly, like, 
this must be the version of Uncharted, like maybe Uncharted 2, like you mentioned, or 3, where, where it got improved. perfected shooting and shit. But that same kind of style, even the running and cover in some areas. But like I said, it just is so strong in the, in the story department where I'm like, God damn, they really did deliver on this game. So, yeah, I just finished that. And as I said, I highly, highly recommend you do that. Yeah, I've got um, the uh, the HD remaster. Re- that's on, what I did. Yeah, yeah, sitting on my PS5 right now. So I want to get to that eventually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, I did download the game that, uh, thank you, Zwick, I want to say. Uh, he let us substitute Sweet in accommodating game. Zwick. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other game he wants to play, like you said, it was going to be a bit of a, a hardship to properly play it. But yeah. Um, I downloaded Fury. I just I didn't play it yet, but I did buy it and download it. So. Yeah, I gotta get it. I gotta download that too. And get some uh, yeah. play time in with it. Now, what about you? What you've been playing this past week? I didn't have a lot of time at all to do any gaming. So the one night I sat down and I was playing a lot of Mega Man two. So I think I'm doing just to start practicing it. I did it on the uh, Legacy Collection on Xbox, so mm. I can do save states and go back to it later. So I have like one robot boss left before Wily. So I'm getting there. Okay. What are you thinking so far? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely approachable. It's not really, you know, overly frustrating me. I mean, the worst was, what was it? Uh, Quick Man's with those fucking flames the coming lasers. in from the sides. Or, and yeah. just getting that timing down. So thank God for safe states yeah. for that. Because that took a lot of goddamn tries. Once but, you uh, figure out that pattern, it's like, it's still a pain in the ass. But yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you can still easily fuck it up. But once you know mm-hmm. it, you have to just know it. But yeah, outside of that, man, it's great. It's loved for a reason. Nice. Yeah, speaking of Mega Man, so uh, once again, we're filming this on Monday the 13th. So tomorrow will be the last in the Mega Man series. Mega Man 11 is coming out the video for the top six songs from that. As I said, I will do a compilation of all the Mega Mans and like putting it all together on an actual video if you want to watch it that way. And then I'll start dipping my toes into Legend of Zelda. As I said, that first video, guys, right. there you have is so much only to choose six from. songs. How are you going to so, cut it down? I mean, technically, I discovered there are 12 sound, sound, you know, songs officially, but they, they also include just getting a weapon, uh, end game, you know, the shit like that. So it's kind of like, yeah, I got six real songs. So I would just, love to see what gets cut for do 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 do. <laughs> so yeah, do it. That, that'll be coming next. But Jim. I did want to, right before we hit the Patreon questions, my wife did get me a little game. And it's very similar to what uh, you, me, my wife, and your wife played. A little trivia, but she got me this. It's video game trivia. It's like a little um, portable card game oh, with okay. all types of trivia. I'm just going to ask from two cards. And if you get it wrong, you just have to drink. Okay. That's all. <clears throat> Debuting on the Amiga in 1992 as a rival to Sonic the Hedgehog, which character was the ninja of the nth dimension? Uh, was that Zool? Yep. Good job. All right, you son of a bitch. Next question. What was the profession of protagonist Gordon Freeman in the 1998 PC game Half-Life? Scientist. Yep. Son of a bitch. All right. Published by Square Enix, which 2018 role-playing video game features eight playable protagonists? Oh, fuck me. What is that, Until Dawn? Nope. Octopath Traveler. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) All right. Well, drinky time. (laughs) And then the last one. 
Very apropos for what we just talked about. What is the name of the fantasy world in which the Legend of Zelda series is primarily set? I roll. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Some of these, like I looked through, like I looked through. I was like, I'm just gonna read them to you each week, just to see how you do. There's a lot of very easy ones. I feel like, especially for us. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Probably. It's probably made for the more general public, but. Yeah. Good work, you son of a bitch. And Yay. if you're if you're listening at home, play along. If you got it wrong, drink something. Unless you're underage, and don't do that. Yeah. Exactly. Or just don't tell anyone after. Damn it, Jeff. We're supposed to be responsible. <laughs> Brian, I am no role model. <laughs> well, Jim, speaking of being responsible, what questions we got from our awesome patrons this week? Oh, and actually, Brian, speaking of being responsible, whatever fucking painkillers they gave Patrick Mahomes at halftime, I want some of that. Yeah. Well, did you see the talk of him having PEDs, Jim? I mean, wouldn't shock me. If you ain't, if you ain't, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, Brian. <laughs> Damn it. But first, okay, so first up, patreon.com slash drink a beer play game, where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question we will answer on every single episode of this Power Hour podcast. So first up, it's actually from last week from uh, JD Mains. So uh, all this Adam Sessler nonsense reminds me of the old Resident Evil 5 review on X-Play. Do you find it any way unnecessary to laying waste to crowds of black zombies? I know they're in Africa and they're zombies, but the optics of me just wasting black humanoids at the least felt a little uncomfortable at times. I feel like Sessler would be the type of guy to say that. And I feel like the type of guy that say that probably has deeper issues that he's, it, it's trying to be like, like, like the same way guys overcompensate and go the other way. So right, take, take that as you will. I, I, when that controversy came out, it was kind of like they, they're zombies. Like and it just happens to take place in Africa because that's where the gen- the virus, the progenitor, and all that, and the flower—I forget the name of it—that's where it's from. So it's like there was—it'd be different if it was the first game of a series coming right. out of time. It was the fifth, and not even the fifth game. It was just the fifth in the main line after like already thirteen games or whatever it was. So it's kind of like, no, stop! You're trying to just. You're, you're trying to virtue signal, and that I, whenever someone tries a virtue signal, I think they have more skeletons in their closet than anyone else. Right. If anything, it's racist to not shoot the black zombies. <laughs> That's right, Jim. Come on, <laughs> son of a bitch. Next I mean, up, I mean, I don't know, Jim. You seem to be a Sessler defender, so you know what was your, what's your? Take I don't, on? I don't know what the hell Sessler said about it. I remember the controversy at the time. Wait, it was I all thought, over I gaming. thought. JD was reading that because that was Cecil. No, he said just how like Cecil was talking reminded him of the controversy. Oh. Yeah, because I thought he said X-Play. And that was, uh... I mean, maybe they talked about it on X-Play. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it could have very well been something that he did. So, I would I'm not be shocked that he said that. sounds very Cecil-esque. Yeah, yes. no, I would not be shocked at all if he said that. Yeah. So, <laughs> next up, from uh, good old TJ, the kite man. What quote-unquote bad game should everyone play? You know what? I'm going to say Shaq Fu. Just because for how long people said, like, that's the worst game ever, it really isn't. It's not a good game, but it's kind of like when people label certain movies the worst movie ever. It's like, just watch it for yourself, play it for yourself, and see. It's not a good game by any means, but it is nowhere near the worst. Just so people can stop, you know, being so hyperbolic about it and acting like it really is that bad. 
because it really wasn't. It wasn't even the worst fighter we played. Yeah, at, at all. It was no time killers <laughs> or blood, or slaughter sport or fucking so pit many fighter on the Super NES. That's the worst fighter, fighter on the Super NES, or and or even just is like like power instinct, like something that was just painfully boring. Yeah, I think painfully boring is even worse than even the really bad ones. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's a bad game everyone's got to play? Uh, should I count it? Because I don't even think it's that bad of a game, even though it's just ridiculously overly hard. It's Silver Surfer on NES. I think it has a bad rap because of the ABGN, but... Yeah, I don't know if anyone thinks it's bad as versus just really hard. Yeah, because, I mean, it's got a god-tier soundtrack. And, yeah, it's just oh, yeah. Rid- it's ridiculously hard, and it's really cheap and unfair. Yeah. But, uh, fuck. What, what other, like, quote-unquote bad game? Uh... Oh, shit. I mean... Well, I mean, we've talked about Evolve. Like, people said that was a bad game. That was for, like, everything about Evolve, but the actual gameplay itself. Like, I try um, thinking about what are bit. What's that one motorcycle game that's supposed to be, a, like, one of the worst games? Oh, what? Or, no, I'm thinking of BMXXX. Uh, no. I've never touched that one. Uh, I think you know what I mean. Oh, Ride like, to Hell Retribution. I think you even like brought that. that up. Yeah. Yeah, I've never played that, but that's, like, somewhere I go. In my mind, whenever whenever someone says something's so great or so bad, I always then want to try for myself. Be like, is it really? And nine times out of ten, it's not. Seeing footage of that game, it looks pretty bad. But I feel like that could be a one. Like, just try it out if you think it's going to be that bad. Yeah, I would like to actually try that out one day because something like that notoriously bad is always interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they could play a really bad game. Be like Breath of the Wild. I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Coming in hot. I'm still mad about the Eagles. <laughs> you, you're burning the world with you. That's right. <laughs> Next up from Todd Howard Sucks. You can only choose one and they get completely removed from the market, including all the small or large breweries that they own. Do you choose Anheuser-Busch or Molson Coors? So I looked this up and I have the list of all of it in front of me. Okay. So Anheuser-Busch, the primary ones that are of importance, I think, to you and me would be Budweiser, Bud Light, Kona, Michelob, Michelob Ultra, Stella, Bush, Natural Light, Landshark, Hoe Garden, Shock Top. But then they also have a lot of craft beer partners. So they have Appalachian Mountain Brewing. They have Breckenbridge Brewery, uh, Devil's Backbone, Elysian, Four Peaks, Goose Island, Red Hook. So they got some legit, like, actual good craft breweries. But the one I know you're going to say has to stay. So Molson Coors has a million worldwide things. Like, they have so many more, but they also have Blue Moon, uh, obviously your Keystone, Coors, every version of Coors, every version of Miller's. They have uh, Killian's Irish Red. Um, uh, what else do they have? That's Lining Kugel. Mm. Uh, like I said, all the Millers and Molson's. Old English. <laughs> oh, oldie. Yeah, Pilsner Yerquell, which I did not know that was under them because that was like the original Pilsner in Czech. So I guess they bought them. Um, huh. Red Apple Well, Jim. And. And a lot of the Mexican, like, Soul Cervezas, uh, they had a few others. Have a lot of Asian ones. Steel Steel Reserve. Oh, God. They might need to go just because of having that. I I think Steel Reserve to this day might be 
Besides that, like, Bacardi Limon uh, fucking next day that I had, I think my Steel Reserve hangover is probably the worst beer-related hangover I've ever had. Even though it's a malt, but yeah. So here's the deal. I know the the real answer is you probably got to keep Molson Coors just because at least then you do technically have a choice between Miller and Coors, whereas if you just keep Bud, uh, Anheuser-Busch, you're keeping Bud. But I hate that Anheuser-Busch has so many good, legit craft brewers under their umbrella. And like, I do like the Goose Island. I like Elysian. I like Devil's Backbone. I don't know, Jim. I know I know you're keeping. Actually, my initial, my gut reaction, even though I'm Johnny Keystone, is AB InBev is like the, they're like the number one enemy of the craft beer scene. So part of me thinks like, because you know, like, they're like all these other like gaming companies that try to just keep buying each other up and shit like that. So they buy up everyone that like the craft beer people seem to love. And then they're like heartbroken that it's under the AB InBev umbrella. So part of me was like, shit, if, like, the craft beer snobs were that mad about them, they must have, like, all the good stuff and robbed all the best shit. So even though I like a lot, and I obviously love a lot of, you know, cores and, like, all their macros and their cheaper macros and stuff like that, part of me thinks quality-wise I might have to just go uh, Anheuser-Busch just because they've broken so many hearts. Got to play the heel, Brian. Interesting. All right, just to piss off the crafties. Interesting. Not just to piss them off, but if they're this heartbroken, it means they must have done something right. No, they they do have some good ones. I think I I would like the beers, even though I I can't remember. I have to go back on our blind taste test to see which we chose. I guess then our light beer would be Bud Lights. I mean, unless you decide to become a natural light man, Jim. Oof, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I never go out of my way for fucking Bud Light, but or Bush. <laughs> Well, oh, good. I could be a TikToker and talk about Bush Latte. <laughs> there you <laughs> go, Jim. <laughs> Wonderful. That's a great... I really, really like that. Oh, but Jim, for you, I thought the thing that would also seal it is the Killian's Irish Red. What have I ever talked about Killian's Irish Red? What's the Irish beer you like then? Smittix. Smittix. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah. Never mind then. Yeah. Um... I did not. I mean, I knew they had a lot, but goddamn, I did not realize how many. So, great, great, great question. I like that. Yeah, no, that was good. That was a noodle scratcher. Yeah. And uh, last up from Michael Soto. I hope I get this in before you record. Just got home from surgery. Well, hope for a good oh, speed recovery. You're all right, bud. Yep. Anyway, have you ever seen the 1994 Fantastic Four movie that never actually released? There's a documentary about it called Doomed. If not, I just found an AI-enhanced version on Blu-ray that comes with the documentary on eBay and thought it was a fantastic purchase. Not the best movie, but for how low budget it was, it felt like it would have made for a good TV show pilot for the time. No, so, I've always heard about it, and it does look like a disaster, but I've never tracked it down to watch it. Yeah, so I I looked it up when I saw the question. Uh, I have not seen Doom. I do want to watch a Doom. I love a good doc. I That's another thing about getting old. I feel like you start liking documentaries. History and documentaries is all it's yeah. about. Yeah. So I will probably watch the documentary. I remember always seeing the photos from it and how terrible the costumes looked. I mean, especially early, the thing. <laughs> yeah, like late '80s, early '90s, like the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, that Captain America um, movie Brian, or show. That's the Punisher with David Hassel. Oh no, that's Nick Fury with David Hasselhoff. Yeah, don't you dare, Jim. Don't. Oh you shit, dare. that's right. Oh, oh, my bad. Almost made a whoopsie. <laughs> but like, these costumes are awful. And, he, and yeah, I could see this being a very bad show. The fact that they made this a movie is 
fascinating and i like saw the one picture of like mr fantastic punching somebody in the arm going out it just there is a cheese to it where it's like if this was just on a random like sci-fi movie like it'd be fine but i don't know how marvel allowed some of these things to be made back then so <clears throat> i would like to track it down because i'm a sucker for watching terrible things and maybe jim we might need to make this a movie we have to review I mean, I think so. Might have we to might. do it. But also, if we're if we're being real, is the most is the Fantastic Four probably the worst product to try to convert to a movie from Marvel? It's the one that's been the least successful. That's for goddamn sure. And, and I'll it, be, it's a shame because, like, in the comics, like they're they're like one of the first big ones for Marvel too. Like, which is so historic get. and important. I found, you know what's funny is I always found, like, I think Doctor Doom is one of the best villains. By far. I find, though, as a team, like, I don't give two shits about Fantastic. Like, because they're so intertwined with so many other things and they become bigger, I've never given two shits about them. So it's like, yeah, and as a movie adaptation, I feel like there's no good good way to do it. Even the TV shows are off, like, that, that that cartoon from the mid nine. I mean, a lot of Marvel cartoons from that era were pretty bad. But like the, I actually watched a shitload of the one from the sixties on Cartoon Network back when it was just all Hanna Barbera reruns. I watched the hell out of that. Like, I think I'm the only person who's like, oh, the claws here, cool. Damn it, Jim, you would. See, you always gotta go for that really obscure. You son of a bitch. Right, he was in like every other episode of that TV show. It's my childhood. The but thing yeah. would pick up Galactus by his leg and throw him. Thank you, Jim. Um, yeah. Stop trying to make Fantastic Four movies. I'm actually yeah. waiting with this current really bad, like, this this phase of Marvel is just dog shit left and right. And I'm sure, actually, actually I know they're going to do a Fantastic Four. So we'll see what they do. The problem is the thing, to be honest. He is, like, do you either go full CGI and it'll look really bad? Or do you go prosthetic but you need to get someone who does it really really well i don't think the michael chiklis thing was bad no no it, that's what i'm saying like that was the best and even at its best wasn't great but it was like the best you can do problem is that's such a goddamn weird that's like if they ever really try to do clayface yeah you're gonna have huge problems or like it kind of how they handled sandman was okay like just keep them human most of the time make the big fights make them huge but like yeah, these characters are these weird shapes. It's tough to do, man. I just want to see a good Doom in Marvel Universe. That's all. Yeah. So, no, uh, we will see it. And hopefully, like you said, your surgery went okay and you're doing better, bud. Yep. And that will wrap up the questions for this week. So, once again, thank you to all the patrons out there. Um, the plan, uh, we're recording this on the 13th. So, on this Thursday, we'll finally be recording another bonus episode. Yep. So Nick will be joining us, and uh, yeah, should be able to expect that in a week or two. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Truly appreciate it. Yep. All right, Jambers. So, uh, ironically, after being asked the questions about these crazy big macro brewers, you have a quote here from August 5th, 1904, from the Topeka Daily Capital. What does it read? Yeah, it's from this cool little Twitter account called Yesterday's Print. So... Uh, it's very simple. I wish I were as clever as other men, but I can't, to save my life, tell the difference between Pabst and Budweiser. So even back then, it's... Right, we've been talking a lot of bear history lately, but it's just so funny to see that 
almost 120 years ago, people were still <laughs> talking about Pabst and Budweiser. Wasn't that much different. Now, yep. Jim, I'm going to give you a little quiz here. How old do you think Pabst Blue Ribbon is? Uh, I'm going to say Pabst started in 1860s. 1844. Shit. So not far off. <clears throat> Started by Gottlieb and Freder- Frederica Paps and their 12-year-old son, Frederick, who arrived in the U.S. in uh, 1848. But then uh, it's weird because they say it was established in 1844. Um but basically, like, yeah, they moved to the States. So it was in their garage in 1844. Basically, yeah. But then Budweiser, do you know how old that is? 1820. 1876. Bitch! Younger than Paps. No shit. And do you know what the name Budweiser is? No. It's a German derivative adjective meaning of Budweiser. So it was brewed in Budweiser, Bohemia. And it was founded in uh, 1265. And in 1876, Adolphus Bush and his friend Carl Conrad developed a Bohemian-style lager in the United States after an inspired trip to Bohemia. And they had their, and they produced it in their brewery in St. Louis, Missouri. Well, I'll be goddamned. So now you know a little bit. Now you all know a little bit. So, <clears throat> yeah, Budweiser's actually younger than Pep's. Very interesting. No shit. That's crazy. And that's the thing is, in all reality, a lot of these macro beers. Now, back then, I bet the flavor was really good. Like, I, you know, like they were using the freshest shit. They weren't using rice and all the corn and all bullshit. Like, but like, <clears throat> yeah, the styles probably would have been extremely similar because, as you know, especially pulling these European from German and, and Czech Republic. They had very strict laws as to what you could put in, so they were probably using basically the same exact barley, same malts, same processes, using even probably the same materials. <clears throat> Actually, where's Paps out of? Lake Michigan, I think, or Chicago? I forget. Uh, I, I, it's sure. one of those, but yeah, so Chicago, it's saying. Oh, uh, okay. Or, no, I'm sorry. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So... Um. Yeah, it's one of those deals where those styles, man, they are very similar. But you know what I want us to do again, Jim? I think we need to rehash. Blind taste? Do blind taste. And you know what? I want us to do it with all the macros. I want us to get as many cheap macros as possible, as feasible. I really want to throw it down and see, like, what holds, what's bad, what's good. And let's surprise each other. Like, uh, what, what actually taste it? We should well, do Brad, that. Let's go, let's go to Acme and get some singles. That's what I'm saying. Like we should do there, get as many places where that will do singles, and we should do that with different styles. We should do it with IPAs, with stouts. Do it with all of them. The one actually, and somebody tweeted you that uh, tweeted at you, um, and I agree. The amount of non-alcoholic beers is pretty crazy. We should do a non-alcoholic beer and taste test. I was like, I every time I've been to a beer distributor lately, like there's so, a lot. There's a lot of them now, and I'm kind of like, I'm I'm interested to try it. I want to see how it tastes, or yeah. what the big difference would be. So that so that's what we should start bringing back, doing some blind taste testing. I'm down. It's, not, it's not just O'Doul's anymore. Everyone's hopping on it. It's almost like the new like fucking seltzer. How like everyone like hopped on seltzers. Now the non-alcoholics are the new hot thing. Exactly. 
because everyone's got to get sober, Jim. Wah, I don't want to have a terrible disease where I'm addicted to alcohol. Wah. Wah, I don't want a gray liver and wet brain. Wah. Yeah. I want to feel good. I don't good want my family wake- to fall apart around yeah. me. Wah. I want to feel good when I wake up. Selfish bastards. <laughs> Wah, I want to be safe driving. Wah. <laughs> Damn it. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, we definitely we definitely have to do that. Because, like I said, <clears throat> doing it blind, man, there is a difference. Except we did realize, and I still can't remember, I think Bud Light or Miller Light had the very much sweeter flavor than Coors and the other one. Where the, I think the, I think it was I think Bud stood <clears throat> out more. Yeah, and it was like the other two. You were like, it's a coin toss. They could have been the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's I, I like that quote, and I like that. So you know what? Yesterday's print, you got a follower, and I know you need that from someone as small as me. So there you go. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now comb your hair. All right. <laughs> now Jim, you know what? I actually know we have. A decent amount of people who listen to us from the UK and who enjoy us. But UK, can you get your shit together on your regulators? And I ain't talking I, I ain't ta- talking Nate Dog. I'm talking about the A-holes. Count up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> who who've been in battles with Microsoft Activision, <clears throat> Blizzard Acquisition, and their latest suggestion, just remove Call of Duty from the acquisition. Why the fuck would you spend $69 billion and remove the biggest asset from it? Remove the reason why they're going for <clears throat> That's it. That's the number. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's bad enough that Microsoft already had, had a statement out there about their commitment to keep Call of Duty on rival, rival platforms. Because at the end of the day, we said they would be foolish and it would be very short-minded to cut it from other systems because they would have a huge revenue they're going to lose. So this is bizarre. So after a five-month investigation, the UK regulator has provisionally found that the deal could reduce competition and result in higher prices, fewer choices, or less innovation for UK gamers. Once again, this is the people who grew up with the ZX Spectrum, so... Come on. But it's also believed that Call of Duty and other franchises will be important to the growth of cloud streaming and that Microsoft could remove competition by making these games exclusive to its cloud offering. So the CMA suggested that a quote-unquote, partial divestiture of Activision Blizzard would be a solution it would consider in order to approve the acquisition, which could mean either selling off part of the business that deals with Call of Duty, selling off the Activision segment of Activision Blizzard, or selling off both the Activision and the Blizzard segments. So I guess that means selling off Activision and Blizzard and just keeping Call of Duty at that point? Yeah, that I mean, that's kind of what they're getting at which ones or they just prohibit it altogether i think i still think they want to prohibit it altogether but they're saying you have options here do this here's the deal though what's insane to me is maybe i don't understand this aren't activision and blizzard and all these companies u.s based um i forget I, i i think so like I know I know Ubisoft's out of France. I know a shitloader from Japan. Yeah, but like, unless they're from the UK, what are they doing trying to dictate the deals of a term like this? Well, because it, it's I think like places all over the world are doing there. It's global. Know. They could try to boycott it, but like honestly, I, I don't know. Like maybe I'm thinking of this weird. It'd be like if the NFL tried to buy a team, and just because they're shown globally that. 
the UK tries to block the NFL from doing. Like, I I don't get that because Microsoft is definitely US based. So it's like, I I don't know. Maybe Activision and Blizzard is UK based. Maybe that's why. I I I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll have to talk to Drewski and have a lawyer tell us about it. I mean, the man the man made me suffer through Shadow the Hedgehog, but he could make up for it with some uh, knowledge about what's going on. It's a fascinating thing, and as I said, I don't like monopolies, but at the same time, guys, there are so many options in gaming. And yes, Call of Duty is the biggest, but come on, man. That will not all of a sudden not allow gamers in the UK to get games. It just won't. So I don't know. I When I see shit like this, my mind goes tin hat, and I'm like, all right, there's clearly people on that board who are like have stocks and other shit or something. Like they're they're like Sony people. Like you know they they got lobbyists. bunch of Sony ponies. I, oh, I hate that term. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I will. They have apparently uh, responses by February 22nd, and then the final report is going to be due by April 26th. So. I guess that's when this all wraps up. So we'll keep an eye on it and see what happens. I don't. I, I still don't quite understand how they stop it. But yeah, Drewski, you comment or or say something in Discord or on Twitter. Let us know what stupidness we're saying is wrong. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we're, neither of us are laws, so we don't know. Damn it! Don't know. say laws. Right, we're not laws. We're lawyers. So, <laughs> the Rizzes. Jim. Now, I mean, Drewski may be a good lawyer, but is, how much bird law does he know? Ooh, it is true. <laughs> By the way, there is a, I, I got to say, for a unique spin on a YouTube channel, and I probably came across it because I love the It's Always Sunny podcast. Um, there's a lawyer who, like, covers, like, uh, all the thi- like, different v- popular shows. And, like, you, you know, like, how there'll be, like, medical people who'll be, like, how real is this? But the lawyer yeah. covers, and he's covered It's Always Sunny, and he laughs his ass off. He's like, this is so ridiculous. He's like, yes, uh, you, if you guys were to ask me about bird law. And he goes through it all, <laughs> and he, like, talks about, like, remember how Charlie's Uncle Jack, how creepy he is, and even yeah. other lawyer, and he, like, breaks it down. It's actually it's actually pretty funny. I'm like, okay, I, I like that. I like my right. expert. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. The man hit the right algorithm. <laughs> But, uh, Jim, speaking of algorithms and hitting it and things I don't care about all at the same time, Nintendo Direct <laughs> happened on yep. the 8th. Yep, and so with our new upload schedule, a little late to the party, but we can still give our thoughts on it. Always a hot topic. So, Brian, that, Brian, that's code for easy content. No, it is. And here's the deal. As soon as I saw it, I went, okay, like, I would, I would argue this was one of the more eventful Nintendo Directs in a couple in many years. Like it, it had probably announcements that had bigger waves. Um and you know, the three biggest of it obviously are that Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games are coming to the Switch. Um are they part of the expanded thing or are they part the, of the the well we can get we can go through it by I have a picture here so we can go through everything that they talked about, but yeah, original Game Boy comes with the base switch online. And then okay. Game Boy Advance is part of the expansion, along with Genesis and N64. So it's bundled into that same expansion price. Yeah. Okay. And then the biggest one, probably for most people, was the Metroid Prime uh, remaster. Yep. So those were the biggest things. I guess, Jim, my question to you is, 
you and I have said many times, I, we were waiting even like, when are you just going to start uploading your old handheld library to Switch? Because I've been calling for it for fucking years. Yeah, because one, you know you're never getting another handheld device from Nintendo. Unless they decide to, for some reason, forego the Switch formula and also have a separate. Like, why would and, you ever And why do would they ever do that at this point? Yeah, because, like, that's the thing. And I, I'm sure the DS was great and 3DS, but it's like, if you just put all those old games on this system, dude, you'd make even more bank. And they're already making all the bank. So... I think that's a really good addition. Um, I still probably won't get the expansion. Do you have the expansion? No. No interest? Especially you being the Sega and the N64 guy. Yeah, but I have most of the games on them, so I don't need to spend an extra 50 bucks a year. Since when the fuck does spending money on a game you already own ever stopped you? Fair. Very fair (laughs) point. How many copies of River Raid do you have on systems you don't even own, you son of a bitch? Right, that was part of a collection. It's interesting, <laughs> and it is, neat and I like it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, these are all games I have already, and since it's online based, I can only play them if I'm home. So mm. if I'm just gonna be home in my Wi-Fi, I'm just gonna, I would just pull them off the shelf anyway. Everything's hooked up, so it's stuff. A lot of stuff I barely play anyway. So why would I pay more for stuff I barely play? Hmm. Okay. But now, yeah, so let's the go. Game through. Boy Advance does that tickle your balls at all? It does. I already have a couple. They didn't like. They didn't have a ton of games that came out for it. I think no. it was like five or something like that. But uh, like, like I don't even really like the Wario Land games that much. Uh, they're okay, but they always lose my interest in them. Um, Mario Kart Super Circuit I already have. Uh, Minish Cap I have on my 3DS, and then there's some other stuff I forget. So okay. Now, um, I, it, they'll expand upon it. Now, let me ask you one thing that I've never followed that closely. With all these, with Super Nintendo, Nintendo, and all this shit, they never get, like, once they put a title, they don't ever get rid of them, right? As of now, they haven't done it, no, as far okay. as I know. Cause that, that's one thing that they could have a one-up on eventually if they just leave all games, like, that Xbox and PlayStation can't do, like... Because eventually some of those games go away on their services, whereas if they keep all of them, that's huge. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as of now, they've kept them all on there, and they put the remix versions of the classic games on there. So, I mean, it's very slowly starting to maybe be worth the price. I don't really think it's there yet for me, but, hey, if it's what you want, go for it. Shit. Yeah. Well, what Uh, else did they show? Yeah, so uh, we already talked about Metroid Prime. Uh, another trailer for Zelda. I mean, we haven't seen any actual gameplay yet, but another trailer for it. Uh, Pikmin 4. That came out of nowhere. I've never played a Pikmin game. i got to get around to playing one of them one of these days. So I, I've tried to watch this, and so it, it's essentially... What would you even call it? It's like a puzzle game, kind of. Like It's, it's kind of a puzzle mixed with re- real-time strategy. Yeah, it, it's an odd-looking game. Like, I get that the Lemmings feel from it a little bit. Um, having never played it, like, I don't know. Like, do people really like that game? It's it's like, that's like the franchise Miyamoto is, that's like his baby. So there's it's always going to be around. And, like, they kind of sell okay, but they've never been, like, the huge hit Nintendo wanted it to be. So it's still kind of, like, more niche than anything else. But it's like. That's what I figured. It's, it's, yeah. it's niche, but it gets pushed. So Okay. Yeah, no, that's what I feel like. I feel like it gets a push, but I don't know anyone who actually talks about it. 
Yeah. Um, another Splatoon expansion pass. I don't care about that. Uh, Professor Layton. I've never played them, but I, you know, people seem to love those games. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's like a, a puzzle RPG. It's like novel thing. I'm probably describing it terribly. Uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Don't care. I, I kind of like, I don't want to pay for even 40 bucks for it, but it, you know, be like 10 years before it's cheap. So I'll get to that when the switch two's out and then they start liquidating shit. Literally uh, about a character that sucks. That's all I'm gonna say. Kirby does not suck. You take no, that back. No, that's literally his power. He sucks. Clever so, girl. Uh, so you're just playing a guy who sucks. That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh-huh. <laughs> Tell uh, me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Disney Illusion Island. That I actually it, am interested in that. Like, it it's... looks yeah. That looks inter- like the art style looks like a cute platformer. If done well, you know. I, I, th- I think it's made by the people who worked on, uh, like, Rayman Origins. It's definitely got that vibe about it. Yeah. Rayman Legends. And it's got, and, like, I if it has the humor, because it's taking the art style from, like, all those Mickey Mouse shorts from, like, mm-hmm. 2012 on, and those are fucking hilarious. So if it keeps that humor in it as well, that could be a, that could be a sleeper, man. That could be a good one. It could be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2. I actually do want to, I would like to get that, because I missed them out, missed out on it back in the Game Boy Advance days. Uh, you know, strategy game, strategy combat. Uh, and it's cool that we actually heard something from it because everyone thought that was dead in the water because it just kept getting delayed. Hmm. Now, yeah, that's an R1. I think I remember talking about it before, but I don't know much about it. We only talked about because it, it like got delayed because they blamed the war in Ukraine on it. And we're like, oh, that's a convenient excuse to delay a game that's not ready. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Ooh, bad luck. Uh, the Bayonetta uh, prequel game that Cereza and the Lost Demon that looks like a game that was made and they just slapped the Bayonetta license on it to try and get sales out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple expansions like Xenoblade and you already mentioned Splatoon. Um, what about though? Well, let me ask you this. Take a step back. So Legend of Zelda. I know you never finished Breath of the Wild. Do you think you're going to dive into this one? I'm not really, like, jonesing to get it right away. So I feel like I should beat Breath of the Wild before I get this one and, like, yeah. finish it up. So, yeah, it's not going to be a day one purchase or anything like that. Jim, I just think you and I are not Legend of Zelda guys. Yeah, I mean, we're not. I mean, yeah. I've played I've played some. I, I've liked the ones I've played, but I've never, you know, been hardcore into it. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2, I'll never play that. So what, so let me ask you this though. So that game we talked about before, obviously, really great looking game. It is a JRPG though, right? Yeah, it's a JRPG, and basically, like the biggest complaint I hear about it is you're basically playing eight separate stories that are all really long and barely interconnect. Hmm. So you don't get that like sense of accomplishment from finishing it, basically. It's like, oh, this didn't really matter. It, I do really like the way that style looks, though. There's yeah, something I, I would actually, I would get triangle strategy because you know another strategy RPG, but that's in that same like st- art style. But it's a strategy game, so I'd probably like it more than a straight up JRPG. Mm. Okay. Uh, what do you call it? That Master Detective Rain Code, like open world JRPG. I don't give a shit about that. Uh, Bite and Kados One and Two. I don't another JRPG. I know people loved it on the GameCube, but one I'll never touch. 
Uh, Jim, Puerto- you forgot tr- Tron Identity. Uh, Tron Identity kind of looks cool. I already forget what it was. <laughs> it looks so cool you forgot it. <laughs> I remember I remember thinking, I was like, oh, it looks kind of cool, and then I don't remember anything about it. A.K.A. Okay, like Tron is another one. It, I feel like it's a franchise. Like I don't even say it has a niche. Like I feel like, come on, man. It's, nobody cares about Tron. Right. If I may quote The Simpsons. Anyone here ever watch Tron? No, 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 no. Yes. I, I mean, no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, new Sabade Amigo game. I know that's a rhythm game people love, uh, especially like the old school Dreamcast fans. So You would. Uh, I mean, it's probably not what I'm going to go for. Uh, that Ghost Trick Fam Detective. Another JRPG I'm not going to care about. Uh, you forget and- Fashion Dreamer? Fa- obviously, day one purchase, Fashion Dreamer. <laughs> Uh, that Etrian Odyssey, uh, it's funny, like, I saw that, like, someone, like, looked for it, uh, for the, because it, it's only in collection form right now. It's $80 they want for it, and these are, like, old RPGs. So Ooh. I was like, oh. I'm not like I was going to do it anyway, but holy crap, that is some balls. Uh, Mario Kart 8 booster, I don't, you know, I barely touch Mario Kart 8 at this point. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles expansion, obviously don't care. But Jim, in Mario Kart 8, now you can be Birdo, because everyone loves Birdo, because it's Birdo. Don't be be bashing on Birdo. Birdo's so fucking overrated. Don't be bashing on Birdo. You throw an egg at her, and she spits at you. You get get messed up by your own weapon. You're a weak character. She's as good as Boba Fett, all right? Everyone (laughs) blew him up like he's a big deal, and he died the first scene he was in. Shut up. I can agree with that. (laughs) Uh, Fire Emblem Engage season pass, again, don't care. Fantasy life, uh, at least that was the only lifestyle simulator that they had this time, so it was only one. Uh, Katamari, I would be excited for it if the all the first re-roll didn't get me motion sick as shit, so I'm like, oh, I won't waste my time with this. Dead Cells. Dead Cells, that looks cool. Dead Cells throwing in Castlevania. really cool, yeah. Yeah. I've never awesome. gotten around to Dead Cells either. I've always wanted to play it. But... <clears throat> that, that alone is going to get me into that game, so... I'm yeah. fully down for that. Yeah, Deca Police, don't care about that. Uh, Disney, Dreamlight Valley, obviously day one. Uh, Omega Striker. Omega, why would they have a direct thing for Omega Strikers that just look like such a cheap eShop party game? Well, you know what's actually funny? And it actually did kind of look fun. God damn it, Jim. Well, what's going to be sad about the, uh, the Disney game is I feel like my kids would actually probably like that. So that may be one I would actually get for them. Yeah, I think my kid would like it, too. So. You know how many times I've had to play through Pixar 3? <laughs> Jesus. Because it's on Xbox Game Pass, and it's, like, actually, like, you know, with my son especially, like, he learns to play it, and it's, like, it's so mind-numbingly easy That's nice that I can turn my brain off, and he gets a kick out of it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, yeah, you don't go there for depth, obviously. Yeah, Brian, we should count our lucky stars that we had kids after the miniature era of Spyro oh, and thank uh, God. Yeah. Disney Infinity and all that crap. The amount of plastic we would have sitting Oh, around. my God, for sure. One million percent. But yeah, uh, Tales of Symphonia remastered. People love the Tales games. You know, obviously, I don't really care. We don't. Yeah, uh, Mega Man Battle Network Collection. That's cool. I know that's a series people love and hasn't been touched in for like years. So, But that's so more of an RPG spinoff. And like we said, we covered the three biggest things from this. But but uh, did you ever play Metroid Prime? Not a lot. Only a couple minutes. Actually, the most here's I played it like I would touch. I would play it for like ten minutes at a kiosk in Kmart back in the day. 
And then I do have the Metroid Prime Trilogy on Wii, and I just never could get into it. I hated the control scheme. Hmm. But I hear, like, you know, the new remaster, the control scheme's, like, aping modern first-person shooter controls. So I, part of me is like, wow, I might actually enjoy it now that it doesn't, like, you know, stop and shoot and scan everything. You can actually do stuff at the same time. Okay. Yeah, like, it looks... I've never played it. Um, similarly, like, now that it's available for the Switch, I'd probably get it to give it And a it's try. the right price. It's 40 bucks. That's... Well, it's funny you mentioned price, Jim. So, I would get this. I'll give Nintendo props. They do sometimes seem to try to price games appropriately. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this whole uh, new Zelda game being 70? <laughs> it, it's a lot of balls to charge modern-gen prices for a game on a system that came out in 2017. Like... It's definitely them being like, you know, they're going to use the excuse of, oh, that's just the cost of things these days when there, there's no need for it. It's an old engine they're using on an old console, but they know they're going to get away with it, and they are going to get away with it. They're just oh, going to make all the money. million percent. Yeah. So here's the deal. Playing devil's advocate, I've said many times, I wish game companies at this point just t say a game is 80 bucks and don't do the million DLCs, don't do game passes. Cause you, but this is what makes me mad about the the Zelda thing. You know, there's still going to be DLC you have to pay for too. Oh yeah. If it was seventy and we are not, at least you get DLC. Like I don't care if you want to charge people. I'm at the point where it's like whatever. I know you're going to end up charging for stupid shit like cosmetics or pets or stupid shit that doesn't really mean anything. Um, but yeah, if you charge a higher price and like you said, on a system this old. You know, it's Nintendo. They 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 are gonna push the limit on uh, how much they can fuck over their fans. Like, is the next Mario game then gonna be eighty bucks, and they're gonna keep pushing that limit? Like, where is it gonna stop? Where I, I don't think they're gonna go eighty. I think they're just gonna buck the trend of everyone else and be like, well, everyone else is doing seventy, so we're gonna do seventy. Is everyone else doing seventy though? That seems that seems to be the thing for most like big releases anymore. Uh, let me think. What's the last brand? I mean, really, Call of Duty. And like any Resident Evil, those are usually my go-to. Those were still sixty. I like mean, God, well, God of War was seventy, uh, I think. Uh, hmm. Whatever the last couple big releases were, they were all like seventy. So, I also, I, I, I think Hogwarts was seventy, if I'm remembering correctly. I could be wrong. <laughs> but here's the deal: I, I'm actually okay. I, I've said many times, it's amazing to me that the prices of games have never gone up. Like or or like you know they've been we seventy kids, before and then they went back down. That, but that's what I mean. But since we were kids, basically, it's always been fifty to sixty to seven in that range. Since like the PS2 era, it's been that range. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like yeah, okay, like like everything else, it should go up, and you weigh it out. Like Legend of Zelda, all these games, you're gonna get your money's worth if you're a diehard fan for it. For people like me and you, we're, we would never buy it even if it was just fifty. It wouldn't matter. Like we'd wait till it's thirty or thirty-five, even though that's there's a very few slim chance of that. But it's like yeah, you just gotta wait ten years. Exactly. So I saw the man. The people that not hug Nintendo though want to defend it amaze me more than the people that bitch about it. Yeah, I don't know how you really like. I mean, they're gonna not hug and be like, "Oh, that's just uh, the cost these days." Well, it's like yeah, for. 
systems that came consoles. out three years ago, <laughs> yeah. not six years ago. <clears throat> exactly. They know exactly what they're doing. They're, they're, they're just milking because they can and they will, and they're going to make all the money from it. So whatever. But, I mean, as I learned the hard way with Breath of the Wild, I mean, it wasn't enough to keep me interested to finish it, so why would I go out of my way to get it now? And also, though, using Breath of the Wild as a track record, I mean, they released Breath of the Wild, and then what, six months to a year later, the Switch came out? No, that was the same time. It was the same? Oh, it was the same time. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> but what is the chances? I Have they ever leaked or hinted at a new system? It's been rumored for the past two to three years, but so far nothing official at all has come from Nintendo. But given the way Nintendo's been operating the last couple years, I would fully expect a new Switch to just be dropped at the end of a Direct. They would just be like, oh, by the way, new Switch at the end of the year or whatever date they choose. So as far as I can tell, like if I'm shocked they didn't wait for the new Zelda to do it. Maybe they're just trying to, maybe it's like one last push to try to get the Switch over the PS2's all-time sales so they can have that. They're still like 30 million units away. So that's that's the only thing I can think of for why they wouldn't wait for the new Zelda. It's a bold strategy. I don't know if it's going to work, but it's one of those. I'd be fearful <clears throat> of getting that game with the potential. Maybe in a year you're going to see another console from them. I could see that being like the deluxe game that like what they did with Mario Kart eight yeah. where that like, you know, they put that as a launch game on there just to fill up a spot. Cause you know, they're just boosting performance of an older game. And that would be like the Zelda for the first like seven years of the console. Exactly. And, and here's the deal. Cause you know, they won't make it backwards compatible. They'll be like the remastered version of tears of the, pussy or whatever it's called i don't know i i don't know i actually like they're nintendo's never been too bad about backwards compatibility with a lot with a lot of the more recent stuff so i can see them doing it almost every single console has been a completely different type of format well the wii was backwards with the gamecube the 3ds was backwards with the ds uh how was the the, wii back the the wii the original gamecube had the tiny cds yeah but you could still put them into the original Wii. it was backwards compatible yeah it wasn't until like the very last model of the Wii that they took that out. But yeah, for the longest time, you could put a Wii or a GameCube disc in there, and it had the GameCube controller spots too. I know that. I just I didn't realize you could make those. Okay, then I'm wrong. Hmm. But I guess what isn't that really the only gen then? Because with the Wii U, well. I guess the Wii and the Wii U are basically the same thing, and Wii U, as we established, sucked. So, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> Jim, we've established. Not that, doing right? this argument again. <laughs> it's not an argument when you win. You win shit. <laughs> I, I won. I won your Suck heart, my cock. Jim. I won your heart over. You didn't win. You didn't win, dick. Right? <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, like you said, you know what? I am legit. I say it every time, but I am happy for fans because, like you said, there is some weird crowd out there that loves Pikmin. The Metroid Prime, I know fans wanted a new game, but it's like, I guess you kind of got a bone thrown at you. I don't know if this remaster is a version like the RE1 remake where you're getting anything new or if it's just a shiny coat of paint. It's, it's It's a shiny coat of paint from what I've seen, 
but it's like they really redid all the graphics for the most part. So that's good. Like, and as long as like, they didn't like, fuck everyone, up the everyone's music. basically going. Sorry to cut you off, but everyone's yeah. basically going. I don't know how this is running on the Wii or the Switch. What Wii? <laughs> I, yeah, they're going. I don't know how this is running on the Switch with how good it looks and performs. Which I'm fine. You know what? It's like give that. Don't fuck up the music. I hope you throw in a few other features. Like make it really worth people's money. Make the controls really tight. Uh, then I'm happy for people. Uh, of course, at the end of the day, though, there's still going to be that itch now of like, okay, now can we get the new game? Oh, no. Now they're going to do it with two and three. Milk that money. And yeah, then maybe we'll see the new one. But maybe they'll save that as the big game for the new Maybe Switch. that's the launch knows? with the new system. Yeah. 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 But no, like you said, I want to hear from you guys. Was there any games that it really blew you away? From being an outsider who's not that much in a Nintendo... I said it does seem like this was one of the better ones. And Nintendo yeah, no. Directs, let's be honest, aren't ever really that great, but this seemed to be a better one. Yeah, Nintendo Directs always have like maybe one or two big things, but you know, and that's for the good ones. But yeah. no, I think this one was definitely one of the best ones in a long time. Yeah. No, so I'm happy for everyone. And there. actually, I'm glad that I watched it the next day so I could skip through all the JRPGs I didn't give a shit about. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> One of these days, you're gonna get hooked on them, and then I had a phase. I like I don't outwardly hate JRPGs, but right now I'm definitely not in the mind space where I would ever sit down with one. <laughs> I mean, you don't talk nicely about them, Jim. I would well, argue you, you don't yeah. like them at all. From pretty teens with you know problems. We same goddamn story every goddamn game for thirty years. But no, this this one you hit a twice to attack. <laughs> hey Jim, it's no shuttlecock, is it? What is Brian? What is you motherfucker? I'm gonna have to ask you more about that. I haven't touched it yet, so let me get a little experience under my belt with it. It's not the question of have you touched it; it's a question of why do you have it, and how much did you pay for it? It was only like six bucks. That's six bucks too much, Jim. Look, Brian, if I get as much enjoyment out of it as I did with Wife and Uncovered, six bucks well spent. Jim, keep it up. I'm telling you, I'm gonna make. I might even have my wife sign up for our Patreon just to make you play cockhead. <laughs> just as punishment. Just as punishment. Son of a bitch. So though, Chambers, your rush beer, other than your fandom, <coughs> was it worth the price? Uh, I mean... 60 bucks is tough to justify. 60, 60 bucks is tough to justify. I will say it is a for just a 5.5% golden ale. It's got a real full body and a lot of flavor to it. So at the very least, it's flavorful. Like I was kind of expecting, like, all right, this will probably just be like a bog standard, you know, ale. But it's it, it, they put a lot of flavor into it. So at least there's that. But yeah. 60 bucks is a lot. I guess that's like an import tax they threw on it or some shit. And it's the novelty. It's, you know, I'm sure anytime a band or gamer or actor or shit, like when they do these collabs, <clears throat> you're paying for that too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, this Midnight IPA, the Black IPAs, they're just a weird thing to drink, man. Like, you're thinking you're about to have an IPA, and you taste something, and you're like, this is more like a black lager. It throws you off. It's not that it's bad, but when the aftertaste is more coffee and like a, and a nutty malt, it, it's just it's a weird thing. It's like an apple banana. Weird, weird texture, weird flavor. You still never tried those, did you? No, I did not. Yeah, we still got to get you to try those. But no, um, 
I would say get the variety pack because the other two IPAs I've had are really good. And if you're a gamer, I mean, it's a go-to. It's a really cool looking pack. So give that a try. <clears throat> but with that, we want to say thank you, everyone. If you're listening, if you're watching, please, first and foremost, as Jim mentioned, call in the voicemail line. We have the number below. Uh, we really want to hear from you guys. doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a drunken rant, whether it's a question, whatever it is, just call it in. We want to just be able to sit back, drink, and hear from you guys because you hear from us enough. So we really do appreciate it. And if you haven't already subscribed, please do that. Hit the notification bell. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, hitting subscribe would be huge for us. And if you do the five stars, even if you want to bash us, we will read it on each and every one of these Power Hour podcasts. So with that, everyone, have a good night and cheers. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>